Welcome to the Horror Babble Originals podcast. Rigby's Sandwich by Gary Gordon Bertram Rigby lived alone. To say he was a loner, an introvert, and a hater of the company of others was an understatement. His house was very ramshackle and extremely untidy. Cleanliness eluded him on a massive scale. Nothing in his house escaped a good solid layer of grimy dust. Bertram had a penchant for leaving partly eaten food scattered about the base of his heavily worn brown armchair. Piles of plates and a variety of eating irons littered the area below his chair, spreading outwards into the room as each item of crockery was forced to make room for the next. Rigby sat there quietly. He was consumed in his own world completely and utterly, whilst engaged in the act, somewhat ironically, of consuming food. The meal in question this evening was that of a somewhat scruffily arranged sandwich of beef and onion chutney. Suddenly, a shrill whining broke the silence as a sharp gust of wind filtered its way through a tiny crack in the living room window frame, emitting a medium pitched howl that lasted for at least a full minute, changing in pitch and volume throughout its short lived existence. The weather had been poor. A larger amount of rain and extremely strong winds which had begun to toss leaves, litter, and all manner of flotsam in the general direction of Rigby's living-room window. The streets of 1930s London were very quiet this evening. Not a soul could be heard. Usually there would be the occasional chattering, a muffled conversation that would meander its way past Rigby's shabby window. But not tonight. The weather was obviously playing its part in the absence of this evening's general wanderings. The candles in Bertram's room flickered in the draughty currents circulating the space. The discarded, mouldering morsels of long-ignored food caught Rigby's eye as he continued to munch slowly on the edge of his lovingly created sandwich. For a second, as his eyes aimlessly scanned the inside of his grubby room, he could have sworn that he saw a slight movement of one of those mouldering chunks of food sat upon a grimy plate just beyond his moccasin-entombed feet. His fleeting thoughts brushed it off as either his tiredness, or maybe it had been a mouse loose in the room. Nah! Shaking his head dismissively, Rigby continued to eat. He hadn't slept much lately. Indigestion and stomach trouble were making such things difficult. He stared at the sandwich in his grubby hand. At the same time, he recalled a memory. Yesterday, an old woman had spoken somewhat sharply to him in the town square. She had watched him devour voraciously a somewhat larger sandwich than the one he was eating tonight. Rigby had thrown the remaining crusts onto the floor. Wasteful! Very, very wasteful! Rigby had laughed off the comment, and replied with equal venom. None of your business, you old hag. His reminiscing of the encounter was suddenly interrupted by a searing pain emanating from his left foot. Rigby screamed out in agony. He looked down and was shocked to see a strange, slimy, black, oozing, lumpy object that appeared to be attached to his left moccasin. It was approximately the size of a shoebox, and 
emanating an appalling stench. After a few seconds of agony, Bertram suddenly became aware that he could not move. He was completely paralyzed. The thing must have secreted a substance that rendered Rigby powerless to remove it. He could still breathe, but would soon wish he couldn't. All he could do was watch, wide-eyed, at the horror that was taking place below him. Strangely, Bertram realized that he still had the power to move his eyes around, as if the thing somehow wanted him to witness as much of this abhorrent act as possible. Whilst briefly darting his eyeballs around his aching sockets, Bertram was humorously surprised to notice pieces of rotten, mouldy food dragging their fungus-encrusted forms slowly towards the thing. Bertram watched as they instantly connected, then became one with the slimy bulk that was gradually increasing in size, as it began to move agonizingly slowly up Rigby's lower leg. As the abhorrent slug-like mass maneuvered upwards, it left nothing in its wake, absorbing Rigby's foot and leg as it moved, clothes and all. All the while it stayed at that same mortifyingly torturous pace, sifting across sideways whilst engaging in sporadic, unnatural darting leaps from side to side, gradually swallowing up the other leg. It was perhaps fortunate at this point that Rigby was indeed rendered paralysed, as he could feel no pain, nonetheless the pulsating hulk, gradually increasing in mass, inched slowly upwards, reaching his waist. The sight of what was happening below filled Rigby's every being with absolute, focused, unprecedented terror. The sandwich that Rigby had been consuming now pulled itself from his paralysed grip and shot quite quickly into the mass, and was absorbed just as the creeping conglomeration reached Rigby's chest. Amazingly, Rigby laughed internally at the absurdity of the whole situation, although the laughter was most probably ignited by the complete and utter madness that his mind had now entered into, after being exposed to such heights of horror. Rain now rattled the loose window-pane, and a single person walked by, prodding an angled umbrella into the direction of the howling wind. The person stopped briefly, shook the brolly, then slowly glanced through the dripping raindrops running down the stained, unwashed window. It was an old woman, a little haggard-looking. After a few seconds, she grinned, then scuttled off into the storm. Rigby's eyes glanced maniacally from side to side, desperately trying to find a possible way out of this horrendous predicament. Suddenly his eyes stopped, and extreme excitement filled his thundering, pounding brain. He was focused upon a pair of scissors that he kept at the side of his chair. He used the scissors to cut his sandwiches in half, giving him the illusion mentally that the sandwiches would last longer, if in two sections. Bertram snapped himself immediately out of his sandwich-cutting fantasy, and of course remembered that he could not move a muscle. Any scissor-grabbing was then begrudgingly resigned to the futile thoughts area of his mind. The horrid mass, having totally covered Bertram's body, was now of Brobdingnagian proportions, widening at the base of the chair, 
and spreading across the room as more and more morsels of discarded food join the disgusting black menacing blob. Horrifically, the thing seemed to be growing at least ten times larger for every small piece of food that entered it. The thing was now creeping slowly up the base of Bertram's neck, just above the clavicle, snapping it in the process, the flesh beneath it sizzling and boiling. His internal organs and other bodily workings must have purposely been preserved in place, and still functioning so as to make sure he suffered the complete mental torture of the entire horrifying event. Finally, the heaving, pulsating, and undulating oily creature made one final sliding movement, this time moving agonizingly slowly, to consume the internally grinning, wide-eyed, and completely deranged and demented face of Bertram Rigby. The rain stopped. The old woman scuttled to the end of the street, then stopped to sit her octogenarian frame upon a very soiled-looking, soaking-wet bench across the other side of the square. After a few minutes, a dishevelled-looking young man walked by. He was eating a tired-looking and soggy, unkempt sandwich. Upon completing the meal, the man tossed his remaining crusts onto the floor. "'Wasteful! Very, very wasteful!' snapped the old woman. 